This week, the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on Med City Beat. Rochester's proposed 2021 budget went under the microscope of the city council earlier this week. And like almost every other city in America, Rochester faces a budget crunch thanks to COVID-19. On today's edition of the Rochester Rundown, we sift through the 390-page proposed budget and talk with Rochester City Administrator and Budget Architect Steve Reimer to figure out what or who will be impacted by this year's tough decisions and if the pandemic will affect budgets to come. Plus, as always, the news of the week, including a personnel change at the top of Destination Medical Center and a big announcement regarding our upcoming Candidate Town Hall series. I'm Isaac James. It's Friday, September 18th, 2020, and let's get to the news. From Monday's City Council study session, a fact that's sobering, yet not quite surprising. Rochester City Administrator Steve Reimer says a city undergoing massive growth will lose millions of dollars in revenue in 2021 compared to previous years. And that I think that really tells the story of the financial position that we're in, as well as our community, obviously, in cities across the country as they see decreases in our uh, revenues. $2.8 million in parking ramp revenue, gone. $1.7 million in hotel taxes, gone. Inspection permits, cable TV franchises, government aid. It adds up to a $14 million revenue shortfall. To maintain the city's sterling AAA bond rating, the budget has to be balanced. And in this year, Reimer tells us that's easier said than done. With the mayor and city council's you know, direction of let's be very intentional to ensure that we minimize impacts on the community while at the same time ensuring that we're very responsible in the way we're recommending to spend our funds next year. The answer to the budget crunch may sound simple. Raise property taxes, which feeds into the city's general fund. Reimer says that's not happening, though. In reality, Rochester's residents will pay less in property taxes this year. And that's thanks to the formula the city uses to determine property tax rates. And by formula, I mean simple division. There's a couple factors we look at. One is the property tax levy, and so that's the actual dollar amount that we need to generate. And then you look at uh, what is the assessed value of the properties. And so, you know, we've learned that uh, the assessed value of city uh, of properties within the city are going to go up by about 7%. So because you have that larger base, but you're spending the same amount, you just have a larger base to spread that money over. And so that actually brings the tax rate down. With the tax levy unchanged, Reimer and his team have drafted a $476 million budget for the 2021 fiscal year. That may sound like a lot of money, and you wouldn't be wrong but it pales in comparison to the $574 million budget approved this time last year. But that $98 million difference is not entirely thanks to the pandemic. Multi-million dollar bonding projects like Heart of the City Construction sent the 2020 budget sky high, and the slight reduction was expected before COVID hit. But not to this extent. The city had to make cuts in order to avoid taking on more debt. So where did the city find opportunities to cut costs? According to Reimer, the main way for the city to tighten its budget has been in personnel, not in job losses, but in cutting overtime for departments like police and fire and leaving some vacant part-time and seasonal positions vacant. In the interim, Reimer says the changes shouldn't make a major impact on day-to-day life in Rochester next year when it comes to essential services like public safety. Leaving those part-time positions vacant for too long, though, would lead to problems. I think during 2021, um, the impacts, the direct impacts will be minimal. Uh, though at the same time, it's not sustainable changes. 
if that makes sense. And so we're able to do things like this for short, short terms. So if the impacts of the pandemic uh, continue or get worse for the local government as well, that's where I think you would end up seeing a few more of the direct impacts. While those direct impacts to essential city programs will likely be avoided, some less essential city offerings are on the chopping block. The proposed budget calls for the permanent closure of Silver Lake Pool, citing extensive maintenance and repair costs. Rochester International Airport stands to lose $250,000 in funding, with the city expecting 20% of normal passenger volume through next year. And most nonprofit organizations that receive city money, from the Diversity Council to Our Neighbors and the Rochester Downtown Alliance, will also get less this year, while others, such as the History Center of Olmsted County, are anxiously awaiting to see whether they receive any funds at all. But in Monday's meeting, Council President Randy Staver said those agencies shouldn't see the situation as a slippery slope, more like an aberration. You know, in, in case agencies feel like this is a precursor of, you know, a, a trend, um, I, I would not take it that way if I were them. I mean, this is an unusual year and we're making some significant changes. Um, and hopefully some of these things are, are kind of one-time deals. And this budget is not final just yet. The council will review further and vote on approving or denying the budget during the September 21st meeting. If approved, Reimer says it should be adopted by mid-December. The city's leaders are hopeful and somewhat confident the budget will rebound to normal levels for 2022 as America finally returns to normal after COVID-19. Reimer will be moving on from the administrator role after the 2021 budget is approved, but he says he hopes the decisions made in his final year, a year unlike any other, sets his replacement up for success. We've learned a great deal during 2020 on how we need to work together, how we can work together, how we can make quick decisions for the benefit of small businesses, for families, uh, for our youth and others. And so we want to kind of just really build upon that. And I think the philosophy of the budget is really the same thing, that collaboration and working together and making sure that we get through some, a very difficult time together and come out of it an even stronger Rochester. The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Ultra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Ultra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Ultra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, Promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Ultra Foundation. To learn more about how Ultra can help you live your best life, visit ultra.org. Now, we'll look at the top stories of the week on our site, medcitybeat.com. After leading Destination Medical Center through its first five years of development, Lisa Clark has announced plans to retire. Clark has been one of the main faces of DMC since as far back as 2010 when she helped lay the framework for what would become the largest public-private partnership in state history while working at Mayo Clinic. Clark's current Deputy Economic Development Director Patrick Sieb has been selected by the DMC EDA board to succeed Clark. Her last day on the job is set for January 4th, 2021. First District Congressman Jim Hagedorn says his response to cancer treatment has been, quote, remarkable. The first-term congressman was diagnosed with the disease following a routine checkup in February 2019. And for the past 18 months, he's been receiving immunotherapy treatment and medical care under the watch of Dr. Lance Pagliaro at Mayo Clinic in Rochester. Hagedorn said intervals of CT scans have since demonstrated reduction or elimination of the disease with no progression. 
And now a check of Olmstead County's COVID-19 numbers, remaining largely stable since last week. 77 new cases were reported last week, just down from 83 reported the week prior, and largely in line with the reports of four of the last five weeks. Seven-day rolling averages have hovered around 10 for the past week as well. Olmstead County Public Health releases their weekly report every Wednesday afternoon on their website. Check there for the latest information. And before we go, Med City Beat is excited to announce our upcoming town hall series featuring six nights of forums streamed live on our Facebook page. We will bring candidates for the various local races from school board to state senate together, ask our own questions, and allow for audience participation as well. These will be very similar to our city council primary town halls back in July. We'll host forums every Tuesday and Thursday night for three weeks, starting with the city council ward races on Tuesday, September 29th. And that's where we'll end this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beat. Have a great weekend. Get those early votes in. Early mail-in voting period started today. And I'll talk to you next Friday.